0: Thank you for tuning in to Dying to Be Perfect. This is Danny. We are dispelling the stigma of mental health in the Black community. You can also log on to dyingtobeperfect.com to see what I'm up to. That's D-Y-I-N-G-T-O-B-E-P-E-R-F-E-C-T-E-R-F-E-C-T dot com. You can also see me on my Facebook page at Dying To Be Perfect. Dying to be perfect will be right back after a brief word from our sponsor. Good evening, good evening, good evening. Thank you for tuning in to Dying to be Perfect. Today is Sunday, January. And I'm here with Corinthia Williams and Corinthia. Um, let's talk to my audience tonight and just um, tell them a little bit about yourself.
1: Okay, awesome. First and foremost, I wanna say thank you so much for this invitation. I am so honored and blessed that you have me on your platform. Um, like I said, I am Corinthia Williams also known as the queen of transformation i am a transformational coach i work with women and helping them transform mind, body and soul um let's see what else do i do i'm the founder of the queens tribe and that's a private facebook community where women come and we you know share and i help teach them and give them um information about transforming i'm also what i do is centered around self-love right um, self-love is my main objective my ministry um, I've been on a self-love journey now for over ten years and so I wanted to share with other women that you know what we don't we don't have to accept what the world tells us who we are what we should be doing how we should be feeling but actually finding ourselves and getting the healing and the love that we need and learn how to give that to us so that's my whole platform In a nutshell, (laughs) I also do um, digital uh, content. I have a YouTube page. I have a uh, podcast. I do a lot. I do a lot. But it's all centered around self-love and telling other women, guess what? You're a queen, and you deserve to treat yourself like one. Okay,
0: okay. That's great. (laughs) And actually, Corinthia, you know, we've known each other for Woo! Back in since back in the (laughs) eighties, it's been quite quite a while.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And um I reached out to you when I decided to tell my story. And um I reached out to you because I knew you when you were shy. Um You know, I was amazed when I saw you doing this. And so um, I said, you know what? Let me call Corinthia and see how I get started doing this. And um, I am really, really proud of you. I definitely have to say that. But oh. what I want to know is, um, why did you agree to interview with me?
1: I agree because, well, thank you. Thank you for being proud of me. <laughs> You're right. We know each now that you say 80s, right, that's a long time. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Was,
0: you you were at Western. Girl. You were at Western when yep. you met. Yeah, yeah. Wow.
1: Um, I agree because I want to share my story, you know, on every platform that I possibly can. And when you reached out to me, um, you know, you said you wanted to share your story as well. How do I get started? What have you? You know, I want to support queens, and that's what I truly want to do. I want to support other women. So often, society makes us, you know, uh, go against one another. You know, you, you 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 hear the stories of women feeling as if they can't confide in other women. But if we just told our story, we will realize that we're more alike than not.
0: Amen. You know? Yeah.
1: Um. You know, it's just so sad. To know that another woman is going through, but she's not willing to share, so she has to go around with the depression, the anxieties, and I can be a testament of that. During that child, during the eighties, we can take it all the way back then. I was going through that and didn't even know. I was hiding in the shadows of my pain, and so by me hiding and putting on this facade and pretending that I got it all together you know i was actually hindering myself i love to say i'm not okay and it's okay you know sometimes we have to admit hey i'm not okay i don't have all the answers i am not superwoman but like i said once again society shows us or try to tells us this narrative that being a woman and a black woman you know you gotta be strong you gotta be independent you gotta have it all together but I'm a living testimony that it's okay to ask for help. And so when you asked me to, you know, interview, I was honored. You know, I want to tell my story, and I also want to help another queen to get her story out. And so that's what it's all about, us helping one another.
0: Okay, okay. So in in telling your story um, and talking about your depression, um when were you diagnosed with depression
1: um back in actually recently um 2020 back in 2020 um i was really going through i was really going through um back then i had it's only a couple of years ago i'm saying back then but in 2020 i was um Probably six years into being an entrepreneur, um, I was running an in-home daycare service, which wasn't doing well at all, you know, so we had financial issues. Um, My husband, his mom, my mother in love, she was diagnosed with cancer, Um, so I quit the daycare. I helped take care of her. And she, you know, once we found out she was diagnosed, she passed away six months later. Mm. So it's, it was devastating for me. She was like my mom. Um, my mom, my physical mother, my birth mother, she passed away when I was nine years old. So she's been that, let's say, that role model for me. For all these years. My husband and I have been married for 18 years now. And so she's been in my life. And so it was very devastating for me. Um, and so I went down a spiral. I went down a spiral and I, I went to counseling when I needed it throughout the years, but I really had to go because I couldn't get up. You know, a lot of times when you're going through something, you, you go through it for a little bit and you get yourself back up, you dust yourself off, you, you put your issues aside, you put them in the closet, you know, you hide them, tuck them away so nobody would know, you put on that good face like everything is okay. But at that point, I couldn't get up. And so I had to go to therapy and I was going every week (laughs) I needed it. And at therapy, you know, that's when I was diagnosed with um, depression and anxiety. I was having panic attacks. I was going through so much because it's like I hit that brick wall. And sometimes, unfortunately, in our community, people don't know or they are ashamed to take to take themselves to therapy. I had to literally scrape myself up, pull myself out the bed, and actually go to therapy every week. And that was the best decision I could ever make for myself.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it was It was the best thing because I was able to go all the way back. Because that's what therapy does. It takes you mm-hmm. all the way back mm-hmm. and, they, and help you uproot some stuff that you might didn't even realize was there. Mm-hmm. And so it really, it really helped me a lot.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, um, uh, I, I do, um, I talk a lot, um, about suicide. Um, it's important to me because of my suicide, my suicide attempt. Um, and I know quite a few people who are victims or or, or, are survivors who have loved ones who have committed suicide. And um, some of them are young people. I know quite a few young people who have attempted suicide. And so it's it's just something that is important to me because I've been there. And so my question to you is, have you ever committed, I mean, uh, attempted to commit suicide?
1: No, but I did have suicidal thoughts. Um, And this, the most gut-wrenching thing to really sit there and have those thoughts. Um, And I had the thoughts frequently, especially as a child. I'm growing up, like I said earlier, my mom passed away when I was nine years old. But the family that took me in didn't know the trauma that I went through. Um, my mother and her boyfriend at the time, they were both drug addicts. Um, I was sexually sexually molested by my mother up mm-hmm. to the age of nine. Um, my earliest, earliest thoughts was being molested by my mother. Um, I never knew my birth father. And so when she passed away from a drug overdose, her boyfriend at the time, which I, you know called my father he couldn't take care of me and so I'm grateful that a family friend took me in you know I didn't have to go through the system but but I didn't get the counseling that I needed as that child mm. and so I had abandonment issues I had the trauma of being sexually molested I had um, identity Issues not really truly knowing my identity having thoughts of being with females. I had um, a lot of trauma You know a lot of trauma and so I felt alone I was living in my own Hell within my mind and so I didn't commit suicide I mean, I didn't uh, try to commit suicide, but I had the thought of suicide. I Was wondering why was I here? I hated myself, I hated the way I looked. I'm, I did harm myself. So I was a scratcher, I was a biter. I will scratch my own skin, I will bite myself until I bled. I wanted to take my life, but I didn't, I think we were saying this offline before we got on, I didn't have the courage. And it's crazy to say that because us as those that's left behind, Feel as though that you know it's selfish of that person who left the earth, unfortunately. But on the flip side, that person feel as though they were brave to do it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so I didn't have the courage to do it, but I will. I was harming myself, and so yeah, those thoughts are so overwhelming. And my heart goes out to everyone who lost someone due to suicide um, I can't say I know how they feel but I can tell you how it feels on the other side just to have those returning thoughts in your mind
0: right Um, because you know I know some people think that that person who committed suicide was selfish and they you know but um, for me it it it's it's not um it's i i feel like such a failure um that at that time i just felt like um i felt like my kids were probably be better off without me. Um, They could achieve more if I wasn't around. Um, So that's why I feel like it, it, it wasn't selfish. To me, I was, at that time, I was doing them more good mm-hmm. if I wasn't mm-hmm. here. They, mm-hmm. they could benefit more from it because mm-hmm. they didn't have to, to worry about me being a burden on them. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? As, especially yeah. when I have the, the person that's supposed to be my partner for life telling me that they don't want to be around me. So, so Uh if, if you don't, if they don't want to be around me, then I'm eliminating that for them. Uh So that's what, you know, when people are suffering from depression and they're hearing all of these negative things and all of this negativity is going on around them, then that's what their focal point is. It's Uh nothing else. They're not being rational. And Uh and so um, it's just a whole different dynamic. Uh So when you're on Uh the outside looking in, it's just so different. So, uh, you know, I thank you for um, shedding, you know, a little bit of your light on that. You're so welcome. Um, so, at, at what point did you know that you had to do something to take control of your life and and just do something differently?
1: Well... I can, I remember that very moment (laughs) I was um, sitting on the edge of my bed. I was in my early twenties and I, all of a sudden, you know, I'm divorced. I was divorced by the age of 22. I was divorced now a single mom, um, being told nobody will want me, um, Not Mm -hmm. being healed from my childhood traumas, and I'm trying to figure out how to live, how to breathe. How am I going to be a mother when I don't even know myself? Mm -hmm. And so I was sitting on the edge of the bed one day, crying like I would a lot. And my son at the time, he might have been about two or three, and he came in. He heard me weeping, and he came in, sat beside me, and he rubbed me on my back, he said, Mommy, it's okay. And right then I got my lifeline. Right then I once again got myself up and began to live. Now that was in my twenties, so you know, life happens. Now I'm forty six and I really didn't know my purpose then. I didn't know um, you know, what my calling was, all that stuff. I didn't know that I would ever be a speaker that place of wanting to tell my story wanting to get it out because I still was that shy meek and mild not saying much you know that introvert and I knew that was a loud voice on the inside of me screaming out and so in 2018 I was I had an opportunity to share my story in a book called turbulence and so myself and 16 other authors women of course we all told stories of turbulence and how we got through the storm and so i entitled my i entitled my part of the book um what is it let me get it right <laughs> hiding in the shadows of pain of my pain hiding in the shadows of my pain and so i tell my story of you know growing up in baltimore city you know Having a mom that was on drugs, being sexually molested, touched as a kid, um, and the life that I was living, but actually I was hiding in the shadows of my pain. I was wearing a mask from the time I can remember all the way up to that moment when I wrote that uh, my story in that book. And I remember it. I didn't know how to start it. I didn't know how to just get it all out. And I remember writing and crying at the same time. And so in 2018, the book was published and that's when it all began. I can't stop now. I can't stop now. I have to continue to share my story because I'm the only one that can tell my story the way it happened. Mm -hmm. And I truly believe that it touched so many lives. I get so many messages and Mm -hmm. so many um, people come up to me and tell me, thank you so much for sharing your story. Mm -hmm. Or they say they too was sexually molested and they never told anyone, Mm -hmm. you know? And so it's so important. I, you know, I live by the word of God. They overcame him, excuse me, not that one. Um, yeah, they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the words of their testimony. And so not only am I overcoming, but I'm helping someone else to overcome. Amen. And yeah. so, so slowly but surely, I'm walking in my purpose. And so I became a, um, a certified life and happiness coach. Like I said, I'm an author, a speaker, but most importantly, this is my ministry. And mm-hmm. because of that, I'm not ashamed anymore I'll tell anybody you know but it took time like I said it began 22 and now I'm 46 it took time to get to this place and Mm -hmm. I still have growth and and learning about myself to do but man it's been so rewarding to share my story and get from behind the shadows you know what I mean and actually be able to help someone else like i said earlier the more we tell our stories the more we can help someone else the more we tell our stories we'll realize you know what we're not that much different we're more alike than different and so why not share and it's therapeutic too you know it's therapeutic to get on podcasts or get on Facebook live and really you say, you know what? I didn't have a good day today, but let me tell you, you can do X, Y, Z and things would be better. You know, you more than a conqueror, all those things and just pointing to other people is actually a therapeutic for me as well. Oh, Oh, Wow. Yeah. Girl. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's what's going on with you. You know, you starting this podcast. You on Facebook sharing. You know, you share your ups and, and your downs. You share your highs and your lows. And you don't know how many women you're truly touching i'm pretty sure women have said i can relate thank you so much for sharing but what about those people that are still hiding in the shadow of their past yeah. and not able to say anything yeah. don't want nobody to know that they've been hurt don't want what nobody to know that their husband walked out on them. don't want nobody to know that they tried to commit suicide so you're telling your story is not only healing you where you are in your life and in your journey of healing is also healing that woman saying man i thought i thought i was alone yes
0: yes yes
1: you know i remember being right there what brought me to um writing in the book i was searching i was listening to other women searching um to find some encouragement trying to get out of my shell and try to live you know, try to be better, try to become, trying to heal. And so the woman that um, uh, did the book, got got all of us together for the book, her name is Carla Cannon, and she's my life coach. She, she, I, I hired her. You know, I sold into her. I said, I got to be around this woman. And she helped heal me in my earliest stages. And so we all need that woman. You know, it's, it's cool that talk to men. Mm -hmm. but it's different when you talk to a woman yeah because we have that nurturing spirit we have that spirit of love and when we can share that with another woman say baby it's all right you know it's like sometimes i feel like when i'm sitting in front of my laptop and you know people pouring um i'm i'm on facebook live or what have you and people sharing in the comments i feel like you know I'm giving them a big hug because I truly do love them. And that's something my tagline at the end of every live is I say I love you, but God loves you more. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Because I do love everybody. Yeah. But I had to heal in order to even express it. Mm -hmm. In order to love myself, you gotta love, you know, in order to love someone else, you you gotta gotta
0: love yourself. yourself. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. So,
1: you know, bit girl i know how you feel right now and those tears are real and i want everybody Mm, that's mm, listening mm. know that her heart is for you her heart to share what she share on these podcasts and on facebook it's not just you know to complain or to tell her business her heart is to help someone else so i'm so excited and so grateful to be a part of this you know So, yeah, I
0: understand. I understand it, too. I'm just, I'm so happy for you. I I was so, my heart was Mm -hmm. just just doing flips when I saw that you were, you know, out there. I said, oh, my goodness, look at her. She (laughs) has just grown leaps and bounds because you used to be so just, you know, in this shell, and, Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh, my goodness, I am just so proud of you, I am so proud of you, but I know that you, you know, that you have to go, but I I definitely want to have you back on, um, I want you to, um, put your, um, your uh platform out there again for everyone um let them know um when you're on live and when your um transfer your queen of transformation um platform is you know when you air and all of that okay awesome thank
1: you Thank you so much again for inviting me on this platform. I really, really enjoyed it. And I can't wait to come back to share and just, you know, vibe out with you. This was so fun. I appreciate it. (laughs) Um, You can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, at my name, Corinthia Williams. On Instagram, is Coach Corinthia Williams. Um, The Queens Tribe, the Queens Tribe is a monthly membership. There is a fee for it but it's very minimum. You can find all the information over at Um, You'll find the membership information, books, teachings, all that good stuff. Also, I go, actually, let me tell you guys about this. Um, starting February 1st through the 14th, I will be sharing what I like to called, uh, 14 days of self-love. It's a 14-day self-love challenge and so what What it tell would be me coming live so um for for, for the first 14 days you know february's the love month so we're going to be talking about self-love and um um you can actually get my ebook over on my website it's 31 it's 30 days to let me get it right 30 days to greater self-love and it gives you something to do every For 30 days towards your self-love and so we're going to be having fun we're going to be having some giveaways all that good stuff over on facebook but definitely go to my website you'll have all the information there at Com.
0: okay okay that sounds great (laughs) that sounds great and i have um tuned in to a few of your live uh videos and they definitely seemed like they were um a lot of fun so guys um ladies i, I think that you should um definitely tune into that um and then you have another business also that you do with your husband so um I'm not gonna I'm not gonna discriminate. I'm not gonna okay. discriminate. <laughs> so so um you can tell us about that too because um I we I supported that business. Uh yes, you did. so what what what's what's that about? That is
1: let, small story about that. Um it's called Be More Bougie Crab and Barbecue. Um and it's a catering business. We cater events, but most of what everybody knows us as in Baltimore is for crabs. We have a different different taste to crabs. Let me say that. We add a different taste to crabs, and um, we've been doing that two years now. Um, my husband actually, the story is, is that he lost his job. He lost his job, you know, and it was during the time he lost his mom. He lost Like I said, his mom passed away from cancer. He lost, I want to say three of his college friends, they passed away. Um, And then he lost his job.
0: So was this during COVID?
1: Right before COVID. Right before COVID. And it's it's, it's crazy because after, you know, at, at first we didn't see the blessing in him losing his job. But now we think about it and we talk about it. It's like, yo, that was a blessing because right before COVID, um, yeah, he lost it right before COVID and then COVID hit, we all was together brainstorming, figuring out how we was going to make ends meet. And so during COVID, um, what's that, 2020? Yes. Yeah, 2020. <laughs> um where we were able to come outside, y'all know we were quarantined like crazy, but when we started going outside, we brought something different to people. And it it was, you know, the crabs are good, what have you, but our focus was bringing happiness back to people, bringing joy back to people, giving them something You on the podcast you follow us on social media and be more bougie crab and barbecue um it's been a learning curve you know but it's, we having fun you know how many people can say that they work side by side with their husband so it's been cool it's been really cool so thank you for allowing me to share that too
0: oh you're welcome you're welcome anytime look we it's enough success out here for everybody we have we have to help each other that's that's what you know god called us to do so thank you you know i i just don't understand you know why we can't all you know help each other especially Mm -hmm. as women Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but i
1: so hopefully you know um More people would step out and do the things that we did so we can help more women, you know?
0: Absolutely. And mental health, um, but this mental health thing is it's important for everyone. I mean, I just think that we can all live happier and healthier lives if we take care of the mental and stop looking at it as a bad thing. It's only bad if we don't Focus on it.
1: Mm-mm. Yep, so true.
0: But I do thank you for stopping by to um, talk with us and to share with my audience. I um, look forward to speaking with you again soon, and I hope everyone enjoyed today's topic. And um, make sure that you like, subscribe, and support dying to be perfect thank you corinthia
1: thank you, I enjoyed you
0: guys. <laughs> <laughs> all right that's it for today's episode thank you for tuning in to dying to be perfect i'm danny have a great evening